Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to a very special sneak peek of the Patreon because we are going to be covering everyone's favourite Disney Plus series that has only just come out. That's not WandaVision. (laughs) That is The Falcon and Winter Soldier. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I'm good. This is a new format for us that we're not quite Mm. used to yet and that we're doing almost like reactionary commentary on a series we thought we might do it for one division but we kind of missed the boat on that so we're going to do it for (laughs) falcon and winter soldier now because i i'm one of those people that i like to have them all piled up and then i like to barrel i'm a binger i like to let it pile up for I'd, i'd rather wait four weeks let it pile up and then barrel through four in a row than go week to week because i get to the end of one and go seven more days I feel like I'm in 1999 watching Buffy. This is yeah. ridiculous. Oh, I know. <laughs> you, you had a busy 99, clearly. I did, uh, I did. So I think, uh, to that end, I think what we might be doing with this is we might be doing them in two episode blocks. Yeah. Um, so we're doing the first two episodes, which I don't think hurts it, honestly, because like the first episode of anything is pretty much just set up anyway. Um, so just gives a bit of a more to talk about, more room to kind of let theories grow and develop as the weeks go on. Yeah, and as we mentioned, we will be releasing this free to air, I suppose is the word to use, or free to listen to, uh, on our, um, just on our regular streams, whatever podcast app you're using. And then we're hoping that future episodes will be over on our Patreon, if you want to head over there. It's just $5 a month. You get all the extra access to all the extra movie reviews and other reviews like this that we'll be doing over there. Yeah, we're, we want to do more stuff towards uh, the Patreon and keep developing that as well. Um, and look, there will be other stuff coming on the regular streams also. Um, There's Marvel but, stuff all year, guys. There's Marvel stuff all we year. are going to be bet, lads, with Marvel <laughs> stuff. So, so, Sean, I think it's important to start. I have a very simple question. We've watched the first two episodes of yeah. The Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it's it's come out. It's It's been seen. Sean, I have one question. That is, what do you think? <laughs> oh, 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sum it all up in one neat little package. Just, I just want the general overview and then we can kind of get into the nitty gritty of maybe what works or what doesn't work. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I'm really liking it so far. Um, it feels like week on week I get to watch part of the Winter Soldier movie, which Ooh, yeah. is high praise indeed coming from mm. uh, a big fan of the Winter Soldier. Um, and a lot of that Marvel kind of you know, spy espionage stuff that goes on. Um, and it doesn't hurt either that the the show looks gorgeous. Like, it looks like yeah. a movie. Well, I mean, the budget for the series was $150 million. Wow. That's a movie <laughs> budget. <laughs> and I think what they've been, they were heavily pushing beforehand was that this is a movie split into six. Not It's not one division, which I think was more episodic, I think this is a one movie split six times. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't for, look for the one split we've seen so far between episode one and two. I don't think that hurts it at all. No. Um, it's not like you're. It's not like it cuts in the middle of a scene, um, and then you have to wait a week to see the second half of a sentence. It's a very natural breakpoint that it takes, and it kind of lets you jump ahead in time a little bit as well between episodes one and two. Now, I have heard a few complaints in regards to the series. You look confused, Sean. I am. um, I have heard one or two. My sister in particular has a whiteboard full of complaints that she took a a picture of and sent it to me to say, this is wrong. And I was kind of watching it going, I feel like there are some, there's some logic to those points, but also I can see other uh, uh, perspectives, I should say, as well. Yes. Um, So, in terms of... As we said, episode one is mainly just a setup. You get it reintroduced to all these people. It's episode two that we kind of actually see things happen. But that is not to say episode one is bad. We're not going to go scene by scene. But we're just going to maybe go over some of our favourite and least favourite parts of those episodes. So, for example, episode one starts with the big action scene. With yep. um, you, you, You've got the Falcon and he's in all his Falcon glory. I think this is very Iron Man vibes, um, which I very much like. Yes, it is. It's very much um, like a free agent operating in an airspace. Um, and Batrock the Leaper. <laughs> Batrock the Leaper. Big, ba- big Batty. <laughs> big Batty B, um, who covered in Hero Zero the other day. Um, delighted I was mm. to see him pop back up. Cause <laughs> You're the, his biggest no, fan. I, I am You've got the chest fan. tattoo. <laughs> I'm a Batrock stan, correct. Uh <laughs> But it's Batrock and the Orb. Those are my two dudes. They're your two. It's a weird hill to die on, but we just let them do it. <laughs> the um, No, but Marvel for a while had a, a, a very serious problem of just kind of killing off or writing out their villains and they never get to show up again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it just fleshes out the universe a bit more that Batrock, this mercenary who continually just pops up in comics, is now popping up in the Marvel universe again and again. Mm-hmm. I like that. And, and he's a good guy to have the shit kicked out of him. I, I think he's perfect because he's just the level of competent that the hero might have a moment where like, fuck, I'm in trouble here, but you will ultimately definitely win. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, is that if they were fighting anywhere else but the air, which is Sam's territory, I feel Batrock is like a good match for the Falcon because they're both mm. just men. They're not enhanced at all. Yeah, Sam just has tech. Sam, yeah, Sam has tech and, and look, years of military training, etc. on his side. But can he leap, bat- though? Can, can he leap 10 <laughs> foot from a standing position? That's the I, question. I was looking at him and I was thinking, maybe eight. 
but that's not 10, Sam. It's not 10. <laughs> it's not 10 at all. So, that no, that intro, like, action sequence really does a good, like, way of, here's the stakes, like, here's what Sam has been up to since getting snapped back into existence. And then you see Bucky, who has had a much different experience since he's come back, in that he's he's being therapized. And he's trying to like rebuild his his life, basically. That, that's my favorite scene in the first episode is Bucky in therapy, and I yeah. don't know if I, I I just like I was sitting there going, "This is really good" because we never hear Bucky talk about anything other than things relating to Steve from every other movie. Bucky was defined as Steve's friend for a very long time, which it would be really fucked up if you were an undercover agent for Hydra for 50 years killing all these people and now you're good, but you can still remember what you did. Yeah, you still have all of these flashbacks to every bad thing you've ever done, but now you feel bad about them. But actually, that sentence, speaking of Buffy, that is just Angel (laughs) in (laughs) Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like, you have all these years of, like, you killed about, I don't know, 500 people, but you never felt bad, but now we've we've recovered you, but now you also feel absolutely shit about what you've done. Yeah, it's it's like if you give a monkey sentience, he becomes immediately depressed. Like, that's (laughs) that's his kind of deal. Um, No, I love the Bucky therapy stuff. Um, I think Sebastian Stan is... Like acting the shit out of it in some of those scenes, mm. and um, I I really like that he's friends with Yori, who he killed his son, and yeah. when that first the first flashback comes up, and I was just kind of like, why are we seeing this? And but then when you find out later on, I was like, oh, that like shows that he's so guilty, but he just wants to help. But then when he comes across the the little shrine to him later on, it's like, nah, you are, no. you're not there yet, bud. You're too far gone, I'm afraid. That date scene is precious, by the way. Yeah, uh, where he's on the date. We never see Sebastian stand happy. <laughs> no, it's it's he's he's had a rough run of it in the Marvel universe. Mm. Um. It's like, and then like a lot of the stuff with um, Sam's family, uh, like his sister and his nephews, uh, making him Uncle Sam. By the way, that's fucking brilliant. I think he was written in the comics just like he was given a sister in the comics just so he would be Uncle Sam. He could have Uncle Sam, yeah. Yeah. Um, like it's this really like nice look at like, oh, here's what a superhero is doing in his downtime, like between missions and between saving the world. Like, his family is struggling financially. He's trying to save the boat that their parents own and that they essentially grew up on. Um, and they can't get a loan from the... Like, Falcon can't get a loan from the bank. Because yeah. three and a half billion people came back and now the banks are fucked. Yeah, and I think... I feel like this is where my first complaint is going to come in. Um, not because I think that's an interesting concept, but it's never explained further explored um, and uh, this was on one of the whiteboard points that my sister right. made and I, re- and I read and I was like yes, you're dead it was just said like the, it's a missed opportunity because there's all these people come back and this is our first time back in an other than Spider-Man but I think that was kind of it's own Spider-Man, thing I, Spider-Man I think is like nine months after the, the, yeah. the re-snapping whereas I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier is three months and I think WandaVision right. was three weeks and, like, I think... And one division was in its own world, so that's yeah. not going to deal with it. But this has a massive opportunity to... There's so many interesting things. Like, even just a snippet, they're like, I can't give you a mortgage because you have not had a job in five years. 
And then her reply is, I was not alive. <laughs> I was not on the planet for five years. How could I have a job kind of thing? I think yeah. it's such an interesting concept that I feel like they touch on. And they're like, okay, there's this. And I'm like, that's really cool. Let me sit in it. And then they immediately move on to the next thing. And I'm kind of like, no, tell me more. I want to see. Yeah, now I do think, like, in the first episode, I think you can't go too heavy on that. because you Yeah, know, you, I agree. But even like, the second one is more, like... I know we're talking. We're about to talk about the flag smashers, yeah. but they have a scene in the second episode where they're like, "Explain, are we all with me? Yeah, are we all doing this? Yeah." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Or like, they want to go pre-blip, okay? Yeah. Or like, go back to the blip time is their thing. Yeah, and- that's five years where most of the world was gone, um, and there were, I, I don't even know what that was like. Yeah, but um, yeah, exactly. My question is why. What was so good about that time yeah, that you what's wanted? What's the difference? Yeah, unless it was like... Because the, the thing is, and this is the argument that Steve Rogers kind of put forward in Endgame, was Thanos' plan kind of worked. Like, whales returned to the Hudson. Uh, people had more supplies and yeah. there wasn't as much poverty. Maybe those are the people that think Thanos did nothing wrong. You know? And I suppose, actually, even when the movie came out, there was a lot of people who were like, oh, no, Thanos had a point. You know what I mean? Like, to do that. And even if that's the viewer, it would make sense that there's people in the world that, like, if you survived, and say your whole family survived, and suddenly you're in a job, and the CEO, he turns to dust, and the next four managers all turn to dust, and you become the CEO of whatever business you're in. And, like, everyone's here. I'm suddenly a millionaire. Yeah, the housing um, uh, crisis is suddenly solved. Yeah, and like the banks, I would they would lose so much money through mortgages, I suppose, where people wouldn't be able to pay them back. But the house wouldn't need anything anymore. That's it. But also, like, I'm sure there's a rule with banks that if you die and no one collects <laughs> your assets, they keep yeah. it. You know, yeah, so they like, get all the houses. And as far as like, we all knew that they'd bring everyone back. But people in that universe for five years, like. People came to terms with the fact that these people were never coming back. They were mm. gone. Um, so I can totally see why there would be elements of, like, we've been through this horrible thing, we made the best of it, and now we're back to the horrible way things were beforehand, except now it's worse. But me and you came to all of these conclusions through a line in Avengers Endgame, yeah. not a line in, Ca- in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, that's very true. Um, and I do think they need to flesh out, and, and I get it's episode two, the Flag Smashers do need a bit more development. In, in like Because the best thing, you, we've said it before, the best villain is one you can agree with. Mm, I think they're trying really hard to get them to be like, oh, they're, they're good guys, come on guys. Which to me implies they're going to do something real fucked at some, at some stage. Yeah, see, they're stealing vaccines, I think, because there's a bunch for of... For what, though? Vaccines I, I, for what? I think it's there's a bunch of camps of displaced people who were snapped back. Um, right. And I think they're stealing vaccines from, like, the army and stuff to give them to those people. But again, I don't know that for sure. <laughs> it's never said. They're just like, they're stealing vaccines. Okay. Um, vaccines for what? <laughs> Is well, this a good this or a thing bad going thing? around recently, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I understand. If it, if it was in these times, I'd be like, 
they're still in the truckload of vaccines. That's probably bad, but that has not happened here. No, no, and look, and, and look that truckload of vaccines does lead to a very good truck fight between mm. uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, who team up. Oh, but they're they're not friends. Let's be sure about that. No, uh, I, I, that's episode two. But I, I feel like where this series has kind of excelled for me is in terms of action and set pieces. Yes. I think they all look amazing. Everything looks really good. Every action set piece, as you said, has heavy Winter Soldier vibes, which is good vibes to be in because the action in that movie is pretty renowned as being amazing. Yeah, like, and it's not just like the hand-to-hand stuff that they do. There's also like all of the aerial stuff, any mm. of the stuff to do with like driving, even some of the stealth stuff. What little we've got of it does look quite good. Mm. And and I think um, with Falcon, like it's seamless his movements in the air. Yes. Like you can tell he's an expert. And with that gives us confidence as the viewer that we're kind of like, he knows what he's doing. Even though we've seen him in the other movies also be a badass, it's cool to just have that scene, say, in episode one, that he just has 15 minutes to himself, that he's not like, hi, Steve, I've got the thing. Now you can be the real hero. Yeah, like, and the, the he does in episode one, um, he gives up the shield. He gives it to the Smithsonian, being like, mm. this is an object worthy of the, the, the History Museum. Um and I get the thing, the sense that this series, Falcon wants to be recognized for, for being Falcon, not mm. just he's the next Captain America, um, because the, the, it, it happens in episode two. He's ha- oh, I'm jumping ahead a bit, but he's having a, see- a discussion with the new Captain America um, mm. who says, oh, I'm the new Captain America. Um, it'd be really good if I could get Steve's wingman on my side. Yeah. And the line from Falcon is, see, it's always that last sentence. It's always <laughs> the last part of that that gets me. Because he's always just been Steve's sidekick. Yeah, and he wants to be his own man. As you said, I think that's a really interesting concept to go down for the character. That, like, he is the Falcon, but if he gives up that, it's kind of giving up his identity to step into another person's shoes. And mm. so he'll always be Steve Rogers, uh, the follow-up to Steve Rogers, rather than uh, Sam Wilson, who's his own man, and he's the Falcon. And that's an interesting character development that I really hope they explore further. We're kind of just getting the surface level of that, maybe a slight bit of inside it, but I want to go full the whole way where, like, Bucky is saying to him, Bucky's so annoyed, by the way, Bucky is these two pissed. episodes. Like, he's so annoyed that he's like, why are you not taking this? He gave it to you. Because to Bucky, he doesn't understand. He's kind of like... I think Bucky's very... He's got his own shit going on. But he's also Mm. very happy just being Steve's friend. He's just happy Steve took him back. Yeah. And so when he sees, like, Steve go, I want um, Sam to be Captain America. And Sam takes a moment to be like, well, maybe I don't want to be Captain America. Maybe I want to be myself. He immediately is like, what are you doing? Like, this is a great honour. Take it. He's after yeah, handling it. Steve wanted this. Like, yeah. I, I, he would die for Steve. Bucky would die for Steve. Um, but Sam would too. But that's not the, Sam's point. No. Like, the, the the line as well that Bucky says, um, they're in therapy together. And um, Sam says, like, uh, wouldn't Steve want me to do what I thought was right? And Bucky said, but if if Steve was wrong about you, he was wrong about me. 
Mm. And that's like, that's the core of Bucky is that like his worth comes from the fact that Steve thought he was worthy. Yeah. And he, and that he owes everything to Steve. Because, yeah, exactly. Steve like, brought to him back. He, like, to him, he's worth nothing. Like, he's had 50 years of killing innocent people. And Steve still stuck by him and never gave up on him. So he has a debt to Steve. Whereas Sam is in a different uh, aspect due to the fact... Sam's never killed anybody who... Well, he's killed people, but, like, he's never gone about killing innocent people. He was never an assassin. Steve picked him up because he was good. And they work together because he's like, I'm on the good side, we can do good together. Whereas Bucky was kind of dragged along at first. And then he's like, yeah. thankful for the opportunity. Yeah, Bucky had a lot of things to go through before he was ready to be a hero. Like, even mm. just to himself. Um, speaking of, how do you feel about John Walker, Captain America? <laughs> do you know what? There's a lot of hate for Mr. John Walker. Yeah. And here's the thing, Sean. I really like him. <laughs> he makes me laugh every scene he's in. He's, <laughs> like, the, 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 it's really an interesting one because he's not objectively, like, he's not hateable right out of the gate. No. He's just, he's a good soldier. He's, like, peak human performance. I think they nailed that down pretty hard in episode two. Yeah, they, they tell us that without showing. No, yeah. He's really quick and he's really strong. It's a really interesting way of just, like, expositing to the audiences. Oh, it's a Good Morning America interview, yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a football field at night time. Yeah, what the fuck? But the, um, I didn't even consider that. But the thing about him is, like, and you see it a bit through episode two, he starts off as, like, oh, I just, I want to help people. I want to be a hero. And then he turns it into, oh, I I see Steve Rogers as a brother. We we are equals. Um, and then towards the end of the episode, he's like using all this influence he has as Captain America. He's getting people out of prison. Uh, he's he's doing his oh, own thing, man. basically. The, the, when he turns up and he gets Sam out of prison and then he throws up, he gives him like a little hand signal like, hey, buddy, hey. I got you out. <laughs> I burst out laughing and I was just like, what a shithouse, but I'm all in on the shithousery. And I think the way this is going to be is because he got he gets his ass handed to him by the Flag Smashers because there's eight yeah, super soldiers I, I, yeah, on Yeah, he, he leaps back up on the truck and he's like, now you're done for, right? I'm going to catch you now. And like, he, he was this, he was this close to saying, I can do this all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of people, like, there's so much hate about him, but you're meant to hate him. But I, like, um, it's a very weird reference, but Titans, bad show. Bad show. Jason Todd in Titans is meant to be annoying. Yeah. And I love Jason Todd in that show. Like, I love a character that is designed to annoy you. And then once I'm aware that they're designed to annoy me, I can appreciate I'm like, oh, that's an annoying trait. And then that makes me smile like, that's great right because I'm yeah. fucking annoyed. Because at that point, it's like, yeah, th- this character is behaving exactly as they're meant to. Yeah, He's not yeah. evil. And he's, he like, there's, there's nothing, but he's just annoying. And I love it. Yeah. This, um, I think in the future... Like, John Walker, I think there's going to be in this an underground super soldier serum from Power Broker that they mentioned, that they name drop. Um, I think he's going to get it. And, you know, uh, was it Stanley Tucci in the first Avenger? Um, uh, I I think so. Yeah, I think it was either him or Mark Strong. I always get those two men confused. I think it was Uh, the Tooch. 
I think it was the Tooch. Um, but he was saying to Steve Rogers that the reason he was picked is because he was a good man. And the serum doesn't just like enhance your strength or enhance your speed or your reflexes. It enhances everything about you. So a good man would become a great man. Um, <clears throat> a, a bad man would become a cruel man. Um, I think that like John Walker's shithousery is about to be taken up to 11 if he gets... Oh. Did you, like where, um, did you like the bit where Bucky, they're in the car, and Bucky's like, have you ever even jumped on a grenade? And he's like, I've jumped on four. Yeah. <laughs> I do a thing with my helmet, it's three and four. <laughs> and he starts like talking them through his system. Like <laughs> He's so good that it's so annoying. He's annoyingly perfect as a soldier. <laughs> and like, I, that's why like we are on Sam and Bucky's side that like you want to hate him, because obviously he's not Chris Evans. And, yeah. so, and he looks weird in because he's not handsome. He's just a du- he looks like Tom from McFly, really, right? <laughs> and so, Kurt <laughs> Russell's son, you're talking about. <laughs> so, like, but he he's just there, and he he's fine. But he's not Chris Evans, and I think it's going to be very hard to follow that. But like when he's when he's like um, the two of them are just asking him questions, and he keeps just nailing it, like knocking out with a parry. Like, yeah. Jump on four grenades. I'm a superhero. Um, I'm like their best soldier we have, and I'm really a good guy. I'm just one of the good guys. You know what I'm I mean? One of the good guys. We're on a <laughs> team. And you can see Bucky get more and more annoyed the longer it goes. Like, damn it, I've got nothing on him. He's just annoyingly good. Like Bucky and Sam are absolute children in that car seat. <laughs> Like because it starts off and they're just walking down the road and they they slow down so they can drive beside and Sam and Bucky. Past. They walk past like, and they're just like it, it's fifteen miles to the airport, guys. <laughs> I just yeah I I think um, John Walker is someone that I want to see more of and I just want to him in a room with the other t- the two of them. I just yeah. want him to keep nailing answers and just annoying them more. I just want him to be the most annoying man in the world and then I can just keep laughing at the writing of this man. That's it. I really like him as a character. I think he works so well in that universe. Um, I think he's going to die, though. I, I, I don't think he's going to... Well, actually, Ooh. he might die. I think he's going to be overconfident. He'll get injected and he's like, I'm amazing. Last scene, someone's going to kill him. He's like, guys, I've got this. Back up! I'm Captain America. I it, I I either think he'll live and be in like uh, a, a military prison or the raft or something like that, or I think uh, Zemo will get him, and okay. Zemo will finally get to stop a super soldier. <laughs> Aside from those yeah. eight that he murdered in their sleep, and ah, you know War. how it is. You kill eight, you might want nine. You know, R- you know, rounding <laughs> up to a nice odd number. If I am a massive fan, by the way, of the chemistry. You can meet the chemistry between Sebastian yeah. Stan and Dimaki. It's it's really really great. Um, I find I it. Sh- sorry, on. I was going to say it 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 it's great. Their chemistry is great. I also don't believe that those two men hate each other. No, not at all. I I could one hundred percent agree that they're like friends. Yeah, they're friends in real life. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's hard to do that chemistry. Like you have chemistry, but you're meant to hate each other. Like, yeah, because we've all seen the interviews and them joking around and everything like that. Um, yeah. So it, it it is it's fun seeing them pretend to hate each other. I like the bit when he's like sneaking in and then he's like, um, I'm White Panther. Like, oh, are, yeah. you, are, you, are you White Panther if you, if you were hanging out with Black Panther for a while? <laughs> yeah, he spends, spends some time in Wakanda, learns some stealth. Probably the White Panther. It's, and now he says it's the White Wolf, actually. 
And then he's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I also liked um, I the introduction of Isaiah, the super soldier. Yeah. Um, and it's a very, that's a really interesting concept of, also it could completely be solved. That conversation that they have outside, completely solved on a post-it note or a 90 second conversation that... He, before they walk into the room, book he goes here. A quick heads up. Yeah, <laughs> right? I'm going to really clear this up. It's going to cause issues, but I'm going to tell you now because we'll be arguing about it later on. Yeah, and that's the thing from the comics as well that um, experimental super soldier serums were tested on African Americans, mm. um, and I think the one of their kids then becomes like the Captain America of the Young Avengers then. Right. So this plays okay. more into the idea of a young Avengers down the line. And I think that will um, definitely push... I, I love the idea that when they walk out, the police turn up. That's a Im- fucking good scene, man. Like, that's a that's a really good scene. And that is possibly, like... For the rest of the, the two episodes, they're very much telling us things. But that's just a very... Like, it's a very odd, subtle way of not saying anything, but telling us everything. So, like, you don't have to say a word. They just turn up and they're like, is this guy bothering you? Yeah, or and like, and and the thing about that scene is like it's definitely a real scene. Like that has happened countless times oh, yeah. before to people, um, and the fact that's like that's fucking Falcon, dude. And, and then this, and then he his mood changes completely. He's like, oh, yeah. sorry, I didn't know you. This ha- is, oh, this you're is so embarrassing. Oh like, man, because I definitely would have arrested you if you weren't Falcon. But now that I know you are Falcon, yeah. okay. Here's this war criminal, but he's fine. <laughs> yeah, and then like I think that will definitely heavily push the team that they're pushing. That the government do not want Sab no. to be capped. Now that could be for a whole host of reasons, but I think there's some there's some really like deep psychological things you could get into here that could be really really great but I think six episodes might not be long enough to get it across no there's four episodes left and a lot has to happen in them um, yeah I'm I'm interested to see how the, like what's their plan to get the shield back uh, like because mm. we and maybe this is Marvel misleading us with trailers again but we have seen like Sam practicing with the shield in like a farm or somewhere um, and that's just I don't see how that happens when John Walker is active, um, unless he's shut down fairly quickly, and or unless he gets the super soldier serum, gives up the shield, gets cocky, and then doesn't need the shield. Doesn't need the shield. Jumps on a grenade, thinking he can take it, <laughs> and, and, and he just gets a big hole in his chest. What a way to go for John Walker! That'd be amazing. Um, I think, like, I, I don't know how much else I have to highlight as being like excellent. Um, bits of the show. It's all quite good, I think. Do you do you have any issues? Um, not like nothing glaring, really. There is a lot of telling, not showing in the first two episodes. Mm. Um, like all of that stuff with as much as I like it, the stuff with Sam's sister and the family. There's a lot of just expositing about how tight money is and how things are. Things are not great. I feel there are other ways to do that. And they they could have just gone to the bank and been turned down. Like that's and then that's where that conversation happens. But we kinda learn three or four times that they're having money troubles. Yeah, and we and we we learn three or four times that the world is different now after the blip, but we also don't know how. But everyone's just like it's different now. You know what yeah. it is? The like the flag smashers motto of one world, one people. That's fine. But I also feel that there would have been even more tensions between certain countries. 
had did half they say the borders had moved as well i think so that uh, and that's why there's all these camps like they're they're people who like they don't have a country anymore right okay but again where's the explanation of that <laughs> why <laughs> But yeah, like, and it was five years as well. How much can you... Look how long Brexit took. <laughs> yeah, let's get into that. Here we go. <laughs> right. and, and also, it ends on um, Zemo, that they're going to, like, we're going to go talk to him. Yeah, and, like, I, I, I'm I, interested to see, like, because I thought Zemo would be, like, the big bad, and he'd be, like, puppeteering things from the start. But it seems like they just go grab him from prison and let him go at this point. No, but I think once they release him, he will take over. And then mm. he will he will become the big bad eventually. Um, yeah. In terms of yeah the action we covered characters plus I think best scenes worst I think that's kind of it that we've kind of covered for the first two episodes anyway. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, I definitely think like it's gonna be a case of a rogue super soldier formula, or conversely, the Inhumans. <laughs> or Bal Baltrock is the big villain. I would love if Batrock was a big villain, man. <laughs> he's, he's the big bad. <laughs> and oh, phase four. Up, <laughs> oh, phase four. I'm taking Thanos is like, nah, I'm not fucking with the big B. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thanos is like 10 feet tall, but Batrock can jump over him. <laughs> he can leap 10 feet, which won't be over him. He might clip him on the head, but he will get there. Around what he, there. What if he jumped up, landed on his head, then jumped? total of 20 feet in height that's 20 feet you cannot fuck with that Sean he's on top of ruse before you know what's going on (laughs) the um no like it's um it's a solid show I think it's I like the pacing of it more than WandaVision at this point I think I feel like I'm more into the story than I was after the second episode of WandaVision Mm. I think WandaVision had some big reveals later on um, and I think this might have some probably lesser reveals, but I think it might be better as a cohesive. Yes, yeah, like a, as an overall, like a movie cut into parts, as you said. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, I think that's it for this just extra special, just random extra episode that we've put out here. Um, and yeah, we'll try and do one every two episodes, I think. I think every two episodes, because then we can, it gives us a nice meaty amount to talk about. Um, and especially when there's... Um, there's six episodes it's a nice division um so yeah. yeah i think so a couple of weeks we'll have another episode up will be they'll all be full spoilers by the way um so we're just going to get as in-depth as we can and they'll all be put up on the patreon that will be linked below patreon.com slash here's for higher podcasts if you can't click links on your phone for whatever reason or we will post about it on all the social medias as well. So mm. Twitter, Heroes for Hire Pod, the four is the number four. Facebook, it'll be Heroes for Hire Podcast, the page, and in the discussion group, Detective Divilman's discussion group, and on Instagram as well, Heroes for Hire Podcast there. Sounds good. Sounds good. I just kind of segued into the outro there, wasn't it weird? That's, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> so I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And just tell one human being that we exist, guys. Okay. Just the one. <laughs> just the one. Okay, bye. Bye. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.